Welcome to day 28 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new Rob Zombie movie, Three from Hell. Um, this was just, you know, quick release one. Uh, I think it was maybe a limited run in theaters for a couple days, and then it went um, pretty much right to uh, home release. Um but before, you know, we we kind of get into the movie, I just want to, you know, take a moment and uh, talk about Sid Haig a little bit, just since, you know, he passed away um, just a little after the film was released in theaters. And Sid Haig is so iconic um, in horror. I mean, his Captain Spaulding is fantastic. He elevates a lot of movies that you see him in. He did a whole lot of lower budget horror films near the um, end of his life. Uh, you know, he was in the Night of Living Dead 3D and uh, there was, oh gosh, uh, uh, was it Necrosis? Uh, he has a small bit in that. But every time you saw him on the screen, he is just so enjoyable and elevates anything that he uh, he is in. So it, it is it was sad when I heard of his passing. And I mean, his Captain Spaulding will forever go down as one of the best horror clowns of all time. Um, all right, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and play the trailer for you. The search for the fugitives known as the Devil's Rejects resulted in a violent clash with police. Chances for survival are less than a million to one. There's no justice in this world. I am justice. They're trying to blame us, but we didn't do it. Free the three. Free the three. Free the three. Free the three. <laughs> guys so let's dive into this one um so of course as i look at the um the imdb synopsis i realized i didn't um you know give you the synopsis before playing the trailer but the synopsis is just simply sequel to the devil's rejects um and that's pretty much the best way to describe this this is takes place uh 10 years after the final uh climax scene 
in Devil's Rejects. Um, but the thing to kind of address off the bat is one of the things that really uh, negatively impacts the movie to a degree is the fact that um, Captain Spaulding is only a very minor role in the film. Now, it's not to give too much away. Um, I think you can kind of get that idea from the trailer and um, just knowing Sid Haig being at his age that he was at when filming that it was just not likely that we would see him through most of the film. So when he does uh, go away in the film, it, it it feels lacking. Now, Richard Brake as um, as uh, Winslow Foxworth, uh, Colt Train, I think is the, the final bit of the last name there, uh, is, is a fairly decent replacement. Um, I Richard Brake is uh, actually a very fantastic actor for horror, uh, and he um, was basically the, the best part about uh, Rob Zombie's previous film, 31. Uh, so he he at least is a good uh, character to kind of replace Captain Spaulding, but of course no one can really fully replace Spaulding. So, um, and I know it's not really in Rob Zombie's control about you know the health of Sid Haig and everything. So uh, I can't knock the film too much for for that because. Uh, I, I realized that he was working within the constraints of, of what he could work with. So, um, the rest of this movie, it's weird because, um, I think the first half of it is really good. The middle kind of starts lacking and then the end is kind of how I expected the end to be a little bit. Um, so you uh, kind of start off with the movie with a news report, kind of recapping uh, the events from 10 years previously, how uh, Captain Spaulding, Baby, and Otis all kind of survived that final uh, scene in Devil's Rejects, uh, their subsequent trials, uh, their uh, sentencing, and eventually Otis's escape. Uh, So... When Otis escapes, uh, you have the warden of the prison kind of being on high alert. Like he wants to get him back. Uh, This looks bad on him. And, you know, he's kind of playing his own personal politics with uh, trying to find Otis and get him back. And he tries to enlist the help of Baby. Of course, Baby's batshit crazy and she's not going to ever do anything like that. So, um, and Otis is kind of aided in his escape by this half brother. We've never been introduced before, but again, this is Rob Zombie kind of working to, uh, to continue the story. So I, I can't, uh, you know, trash on that a whole lot. Uh, so by introducing Richard Brake's character as a half brother who is, uh, you know, not known, I mean, at least it makes it reasonable about how he's able to break out Otis. Um, so it feels very devil rejects for that first, uh, portion of the film all the way up through basically baby's escape. Um, you do get kind of a side story, 
with baby uh, being in the prison and uh, with what uh, a very interesting parole hearing and then um, subsequent attempt on her life. Uh, what feels off in this one is baby doesn't feel like baby. Now that is commented on by Otis uh, during the, about the second act of the film that uh, he thinks she's just gone a little bit more crazy, but she doesn't feel like baby, like baby felt in the other films. Like she does more towards the end of the movie, but in the kind of beginning in the middle, she it's Sherry moon zombie. It's not baby. Like I, I mean, I know she created the role and that, you know, but baby feels like baby in house of a thousand corpses and in devil's rejects. And she doesn't quite feel like baby in this one. Uh, I don't know if that was this, them trying to show the impact that prison had on her or just the fact that this is just something she was going to become anyways. Uh, but she does feel kind of more like baby when they get to Mexico. Uh, and she has the, uh, interactions with, um, the, uh, I want to make sure I get them right here with, uh, Sebastian. Um, because I, I really like that interplay, um, that she has with Sebastian, uh, when she talks about her brother, tiny, and then, how tiny and Sebastian are very similar, although tiny being tall and Sebastian being a midget, uh, which he kind of like takes offense at at first, but then realizes that she's actually paying him a compliment. Um, I really did like that, that relationship. Uh, I thought it was something that was kind of needed. It it helped uh, kind of rehumanize baby a little bit and show that these characters are, uh, deeply flawed, but also very human. Like, I mean, they're evil. They are pure evil, but they are also human characters. And another thing I'll say is Otis feels like Otis for the first act of the movie. But then when we get to the second act, something happens. He doesn't feel like Otis. He doesn't talk like Otis. He doesn't act like Otis. Uh, he's more careful uh, than he used to be. Now, granted, he spent 10 years in prison, so I, I'm i just chalking it up, I think, to the effect that prison had on them when, uh, when they were arrested and them kind of coming to the terms of their own morality, uh, mortality, not morality, uh, mortality, because they never quite faced a death before uh, in House of a Thousand Corpses, and then they faced it and devil's rejects. And I think they faced it with the intent to perish, but then they were resuscitated and now they were living on a clock by the government and, uh, by their sentencing. So it was impending. And now that they're out of jail, it's how do we survive? How do we keep on living? And I, I think, uh, there was a line that I really did like Otis saying like, um, you know, someone I think says like, well, dying is very adverse to your health. And he goes, well, at this point, living is adverse to my health. And I thought that that was very clever uh, because it is. He is trying to think more of uh, how do how do I get out of this? How do I survive? So I, I understand it, but it felt a little bit weird. But then we get Otis pretty much back in that final act. So it, it is weird that we're we're doing this back and forth with the characters and their motivations and their characteristics that I just, 
I don't feel are necessarily warranted uh, or earned, but at the same time, I do take into consideration within the confines of the story. We have a 10 year break. We're no longer in the seventies. We're in the eighties. We're in Reagan era. Uh, we're in, you know, them dealing with, um, their own mortality, them dealing with the fact that they've been locked up all this time and people, uh, have kind of been worshiping them as well as also very much mistreating them in, in jail. And that was an aspect I really kind of wished more that the film would have taken because you have kind of this growing movement and, and this is very much supposed to be kind of, uh, Rob Zombie's take on the Manson family. I mean, you can't look at Otis Firefly and not say that he is Charles Manson, like that he, he, he is, uh, his, look, his design, his characteristics, his dialogue is all supposed to be very much reminiscent of uh, Charles Manson. Now, it probably didn't start out that way in House of a Thousand Corpses, but it definitely was that way with Devil's Rejects. And Devil's Rejects was more of a kind of reboot sequel in the sense that it it grounded the film in more reality versus kind of um, the more... I don't want to say supernatural because it really wasn't supernatural, but more kind of uh, out there horror that House of a Thousand Corpses was, especially when you get to like the Dr. Death uh, scenes near the end of that film. So uh, now I kind of believe that this movie is supposed to be kind of an end to uh, the trilogy of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and this. Um, But... Um, it, I don't know if it's really supposed to be the end because you get to the end of this film and, uh, it feels like it's more of a beginning. And I am seeing that, uh, zombie did intend Spalding to have a larger role in the film, but due to some hospitalization and, uh, health issues, he reworked it. So, um, so that, Foxy Coltrane can kind of take his, his place. And so I have to appreciate that. I mean, he's at least looking out for the health of his, of his actors and of his friends. And, uh, he kind of, I think got the idea that, um, that Sid Haig's life was nearing its end. So, um, I don't want to take off a whole lot for that because I, I understand the reasoning for it. So, um, now I, would I like to see a sequel to this? I think I would, uh, as long as, uh, you know, zombie can, can take the story in the right direction, uh, you know, or at least he has an idea of where he does want to end it. Cause really when you get to the end of devil's rejects, I think that's one of the best, endings you can have for a film of like of that nature uh so when you know he said three three from hell was going to be his follow-up for it um i was a little skeptical about it and this doesn't have nearly as good of an ending but again like i'm saying it feels more like a beginning so i don't know if he intends to do more movies uh with these characters, I probably, I will watch them. Uh, I'm really a huge fan of this, of this kind of franchise. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of all of his movies. His Halloween movies have me a little bit mixed. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Lords of Salem, but I did like 31. 
Um, so some of his movies can be very hit or miss. This one is very good. I was on um, eggshells waiting for this thing to arrive because I ordered it back in September. It was supposed to get here uh, last week. And then it was telling me it wasn't going to get here till the 29th. And I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get the cover it for, for the 31 days of horror. And then it finally kind of changed and it was, it arrived this weekend. So, uh, I was happy to get it watched. I enjoyed it. There were some things effects wise that, uh, I didn't care for. Uh, although I will note there is one funny scene when, um, a Mexican, uh, woman opens up a door and of course she's stark nude and uh, these bad guys just open up gunfire. And it's I, I think its intent is to be humorous. It certainly comes across humorous, just the way that that scene plays out. Um, but I did like the new characters. I did like uh, where the movie ended up. I think your first act is the strongest bit of the movie. Your final act is the second strongest. And your middle act is is kind of the weakest part. And that's just... I think it's just him trying to figure out where he wanted these characters to go. And I think it shows in that middle scene. It's not all bad. Uh, I think that this will still land as a four out of five for me. Um, and I, uh, I think though, if I'm going to rank, uh, the movies, the trilogy in of itself, I say devil's reject devil's rejects is number one house of a thousand corpses is number two. And uh, three from hell is the third just because I, I, I devil's rejects is pretty much perfect for me. I, I think it fired on all cylinders. It had a great opening. It's middle act is fantastic. It's ending is one of the best in cinema history. Uh, so I, I there's not a whole lot of wrong in that film. And then House of a Thousand Corpses, of course, is my first Rob Zombie movie. And uh, it was just out there kind of crazy, excessive, uh, something new, something I hadn't quite fully been introduced to. And it introduces us to these characters. And then Three from Hell just kind of ending there at last place just because um, it's 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 story strong, but it does have some flaws uh, some of the effects are are a little flawed, and I don't like kind of the back and forth on character motivations uh, that the film ended up having. So I definitely have to recommend it. I bought it. I say go buy it now. Uh, I don't know if it's currently streaming for free on anything. I highly doubt it since it's a new release, um, but I know you can rent it on Vudu. Uh, I just have to recommend this one, guys, and you can't go wrong there, and we'll see you on day 29.